familia, welcome, bienvenidos a Tertulias con Omar Negroni. What's a Tertulia? A gathering, a hangout, that's what we do. Un compartir con amigos. We talk to amazing musicians, artists, and people involved in the arts in general. Dale, anímate, te invitamos to listen to us on your favorite platform, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast. Estamos gozando. ¡Vamos allá! Welcome, welcome. Happy Sunday. Tertulia con Nomar Negroni. Hoy tenemos un muy, 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 muy invitado especial. Very special guest today. Mr. Teddy Compo. Teddy Compo is a New York City uh, guitarist, amazing guitar player, uh, producer, composer. And uh, he has played with everybody. And uh, we're going to have the pleasure of talking to him today. Teddy. Oh, my Nomar. What's up, man? Not much, man. Hanging good, out. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. How are you doing on this uh, quarantine? I love it. I don't love what's I don't love what's going on outside, but right. I love what's going on in here. It's a a food fest slash chill out fest slash figuring out how to do new things and communicate in new ways and staying positive fest. That's what right. we're doing. Yeah. Wise wise words right there, Teddy. Hey, Teddy. So yes, I sir. So I have a new show, Tertulias, con Nomar Negroni. <laughs> what does that mean? Tertulia means a gathering, hangout. Uh, oh, okay. I thought it was some kind of food. Well, yeah, you can have food there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'll bring the food. Hey, Teddy. So, uh, I mean, everybody knows you. Everybody loves you. But uh, I like to go, you know, from the very beginning. Where were you born? The very beginning? Yeah. Wow. <sighs> <sighs> I have to relive my whole life. <laughs> Um, I was born in Long Island, New York. All right, all right, all right. Uh, my parents were, my father was a mathematician at Stony Brook University, and my mother was a housewife and church organist and concert piano player. Wow, all right. So uh, you a very musical house uh, from the beginning then. Yeah. What kind of music, I mean, when you were growing up, what kind of music were you listening to in your early days? Man... You know, I think until I'm going to say, like, all I had access to, we were pretty sheltered. Like, my parents were, my father was also a musician. He played piano and sang a little bit and kind of played around with Broadway show tunes and sang them at the piano until my mom would tell him he played a wrong note and then he'd give up. <laughs> She was way more professional than him. Um, but basically, we had a few records in the house when I was growing up, and uh The few records that I remember were like Miles Davis and Gil Evans plus 19 big band. Okay. Um, Mahalia Jackson. Yeah. The gospel singer. Yeah. Beatles revolver. The soundtrack to Oliver, Oliver twist, you know that Broadway show. Right. Um, and Tom Lair. Do you know who that is? No, I haven't. Tom Lair. He was like a, Overly educated comedian, piano player, kind of Boston guy. 
Okay. And he made it. He made up these ridiculous songs about science and stuff. It was really. He was a pretty funny dude. All right. All right. Um, There's a lot of humor in my house. My mom was a very funny person, and she'd constantly be playing music for us and with us, and we'd play every everything we could do in the house to make music we would do. Like we had guitar and violin and piano and organ and flute and uh I don't know, a whole bunch of things. Recorders. Yeah. And do you start right away with the guitar? You start with the piano when you were when you were growing up? I think I was like intimidated by my mom because she was so good and she always used to make fun of my dad's piano playing. <laughs> so I stuck to the guitar and, and uh, the way I started was probably around three or four. I started playing ukulele. Mm. Uh, my dad played like a couple of chords in ukulele and he showed them to me when I was like four. Okay. And uh, I think what, by the time I was five, I was probably better than him. Teddy, <laughs> 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 so in your early teens, were you playing with, with friends like in garage or... In any any band in high school, maybe when you were in high school, were you playing with a lot of? Were you were, were you doing a lot of playing in your teens years? Oh yeah, well we I started playing in uh, concert. I played saxophone in concert band when I was in third grade, so when I was like seven or eight, something like that. Okay. And then I played tuba in orchestra, and uh, acoustic guitar in the guitar band, and we had a really good music program in the school, man. I, I, I'm really grateful to have grown up in a place where there was, you know, a place and a time when there was enough funding for that in schools, which I don't think we have that much now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was really totally blessed with that. One summer I, I didn't go to summer camp or go anywhere for the summer. And, you know, my parents weren't like super rich or anything. It was just a one salary of a college professor. So, um, we would stay home and, and uh, I would always go to summer school just to play instruments because they had every instrument at the school. So my uh, band teacher would let me take trombone home and anything I wanted to take home, I took home. I think I brought like 20 instruments home every summer to just make noise on them. And um, when I was about nine, my mom decided I was good enough on guitar that I should have some lessons. And she got me a classical guitar teacher. And uh, the, the lady was kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, uh, like I kind of had a crush on her, even though I was nine. <laughs> and uh, I think I had like five or six lessons with her, but I did learn like a lot from her. Actually, she was a college student at Stony Brook, studying classical guitar. Okay. And then um, I had some neighbors named the Munches. That was their name: Dina Munch, Peter Munch, and um, Peter Munch was a like a junior in high school when we were like 11 or 12 and me and Dina who was my age would go and sit in the basement and watch his band practice and they would play like Zeppelin and Rush and Kansas and Hendrix and like any super hard rocking extremely loud basement rock (laughs) and that was incredibly inspiring to watch them do that because we saw all the mistakes you know we saw them learning the songs together and supporting each other and how to like react with musicians and not be a jerk. Basically they were really nice to each other and really nice to us, but for letting us be down there watching this, um, I would say that was a huge influence in my early days. Of course. Of course. So in high, during high school, is there a jazz band in high school? We had jazz band in high school. I was in that. 
Uh, I was in the Allstate jazz band in New York. Uh, okay. I was, I played triple drums and trombone in marching band. Oh, so you're very, very active then. Yeah, I, w I didn't really want to. <laughs> but the school was kind of small, like there was only like 200 kids in a class. So they kind of wrote me into everything that I complained a lot. <laughs> hey, Teddy, okay, so you graduate high school. Uh, graduate high school. What do you do? Go right to Miami. So from high school right to University of Miami. Mm -hmm. Get as far away from my parents as possible. Go to Miami. Start <laughs> living like an adult. Do, do you, do you, were you looking at different schools or you, you already knew that you wanted to go to Miami? Um. I got a small scholarship to go to Berkeley when I was in Allstate Jazz Band, um, and I went and visited Berkeley, and I don't know, it just was intimidating. There was just too many people there, and there was like a thousand guitar players in the freshman class. kind of scared the crap out of me, <laughs> and Miami seemed, seemed like a more, first of all, it was farther away, which, you know, when you're 18, you want to get as far away from your parents as possible, I, at least I did. Um, And uh, I sat, a lot of my heroes went to Miami, you know, Matheny and Jocko and Hiram and the Dregs and, right. you know, all kinds of stuff happened there that I liked. Cool. So you, okay, so you're in Miami. Uh, you like the school right away? Is it what you were looking for? Well, my freshman year, um, I was kind of bewildered because I was taking English and history with all the freshmen, like you have to, when you go to college. Right. And it was kind of like, wow, like, first of all, my high school was pretty good. You know, we had a lot of smart people and a lot of good stuff going on. And it seemed like to me, no offense to the university of Miami in 1983. Um, but it seemed like to me, like all the not really smart, but very rich kids from long Island where I grew up, went to Miami and were in my class. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in English class talking about books that I read in 10th grade and nobody knew the answers to any of the questions. I was like shocked, you know? So I just felt like a fish out of water, even though all the people in my class were from where I was from. It was really strange. Um, and I liked all the music classes I had. All my teachers were really good. Um, but it seemed like a little bit, not what I was expecting as far as, uh, getting better at music enough. The right. best thing for me the first year was meeting all the people in the dorm. You know, that was incredible. All the other guitar players and like right. getting your ego just like destroyed. You couldn't have it. You could not have an ego the first year of college in Miami because it's like 35 guitar students and they're all a hundred million times better than you. <laughs> hey, Teddy. So, okay. So, uh, you, you're in Miami for four years, right? You did your four years at UM? I was on the five-year no-graduation plan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you doing a lot of playing outside school? Oh, man, yeah. Okay. Tons of every... I think I played six nights a week, top 40 gigs. Six, six nights a week, six sets a night. And I'd, I'd go, like, you know, go to school at eight in the morning for theory. Five o'clock, I'd be driving to West Palm Beach every night to go play a six-hour gig. Do you think that that helps you being sober? I mean, because one of your your one of the things that people love about you is that you can play 
you could do a straight ahead gig in the morning and you could just go up top 40 pop rock and roll gig at night so that the way that you're so versatile uh, uh, how do you say uh versatile right is it because of that oh. if you have playing like jazz in school during the day and then doing all the top 40 things at night you think that helps a lot yeah well it helped me um I feel like I'm I'm still struggling to learn how to be a better straight ahead player. You know, the splang a lang. <laughs> I'm not really a splang a lang guy, I never really was. I liked like jazz guys that I liked were like I mean Wes I love, Kenny Burrell, like all the really mellow stuff. Right. Like Joe Joe Pass, I couldn't really it was too much <laughs> it was amazing, but I can't even think about doing it. It's way too technically good for me to even approach. Um but yeah, I'm basically a pop guy and a rock guy who has a bunch of jazz knowledge, and I wish I could play bebop, but I don't really have a reason to because I don't. It's not my thing, really. No, but you do. You do. Come on, Teddy. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I can play over changes, but I'm not like I'm not going to go out and do a bebop gig, and, and people aren't going to hear that and go, "Wow, I got to call him for my bebop gig." <laughs> hey, Teddy. Okay, so uh, you're done with school. You go back to New York, or you stay in Miami for 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 a bit after you finish school. Well, the reason I was on a five year no graduation plan is because in uh, after my first year, I went home and I decided not to go back. So I went to community college and I took lessons with a bunch of guys in New York, Steve Kahn, Dean Brown, um, just whoever I could get a lesson with, I would go and like be a sponge with them. And then after one semester of doing that, I decided I would want to go back to Miami. So I went back in the winter of 85. So I started 83 fall. I got out the first year, summer of 84, stayed in New York for the fall of 84. And winter of 85, I went back and started doing all the top 40 gigs and stuff like that. And then in 86, I got a gig playing with Rare Silk, which is like a they they had a couple of Grammy nominations and they were like a jazz vocal kind of Manhattan transfer on acid kind of band. <laughs> they were really great. It was and it was my first gig going on the road with okay. any you know it was with Rick, Rick Ferrabracci, me Alban and Lester Rendez. Oh, very cool. That was the band, wow. and uh, we had a pretty great time. It lasted about a year, and then after that, I went back to Miami for like another year. Okay. Then I came back to New York in '88. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, so after okay, you you so you did your first tour. You go back to New York. Probably you just want to play, so you're just what? What do you do? Just go out and start trying to meet people, and what do you do after that? When you go back to New York. Oh, uh, you mean after the next year of school after the tour? Yeah. I just went back to New York and got an apartment and started thinking about how to. Uh, advance into the world you know just did every gig i could do and try to meet as many musicians as i could right i already knew a lot of people because i was from there um but i would go out all the time and hear music i'd go out and hear rachel z and and uh uh adam holtzman their bands oh wow um lost tribe you know ben porowski and and uh, adam rogers and female front those guys were really i were just that's that's the nineties already, right? Oh, that's early. talking like eighty eight, eighty nine, right. ninety. Okay, okay. Teddy, so uh, when do you start 
thinking about doing your own thing, your own projects. I always did that. Oh, really? From the book? even in high school. Talk about that because that's please. Yeah, I always wrote music and always wrote songs and wrote all kinds of different things from a pretty young age. That was just something I always liked to do. So, right. I never, I never didn't do that. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, okay. But when, when did Lupestra uh, came out? Lupestra. Lupestra. That was. Uh, <laughs> How do you say it? I like how you say it better. Lupestra. Lupestra. I like that. Sounds better. It's sexier. <laughs> um, Lupestra, we started that in like 2005. Okay. Okay. Wow. So I had this band called Gnome Sane in the 90s with Tony Cher and Brian Dunn and Andy Middleton on saxophone. It was a quartet. We made uh, two records together, and um, we played a lot, played a lot, played a lot, and then, you know, people kind of went their separate ways in, like, 97-ish, um, and then I started getting involved more in writing for other people. I, I got a publishing deal, and I was writing songs with songwriters, and they were getting cut, and so I was doing that for a while. Um, I started developing my studio and my chops in the studio from like 97 to 2004. And then after that, I, I just want to have, a, I want to have like a two guitar band and kind of improvise and play groove music. And what I wanted to find was somebody who would just play rhythm guitar. But I couldn't find anybody who would do that. Right. So that's the same year that the boss RC 50 looper came out. So I said, Oh, screw it. I'm just going to, I'll try to do it with that. I'll just play rhythm guitar and loop it, and then the guy can play to that, and I'll play over it. And it took about two years of doing that in a basement with a couple, a couple of friends of mine right. um, before I could be good enough to even go do it live before I thought I was. So I didn't really get out into the wild until 2006. I had a, a residency at Nightingale's on 2nd and 13th in Manhattan. Okay. I played there for like maybe two years. And then moved to Rockwood. And who, 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 who was, who were your first uh, rhythm section on Lupestra? The first rhythm section in Lupestra was uh, my good friend Matt Miller. Okay. Who's a drummer. He lives in Long Island. He's great. You'd love him. You guys would laugh your heads off together. <laughs> talking about drums. And uh, a guy named Frank Scavone on bass. Who He moved to Florida. He's a great player, bass player. Okay. Um, and then I started adding people to it and changing it up because sometimes people couldn't make the gig, you know? So I think the first person that subbed for Matt was Sean Pelton. Nice. Yeah. I just, I saw him play at new blue with shitty, shitty jam band. And I, I sat in or I think I just talked to him and I said, I'd love to play with you sometime. And, and then he came to the gig and played percussion with Matt and then Matt couldn't make the gig. So he, he played nice. and then it just kept changing and it felt good that, other people were doing it sometimes you know that felt like a so that developed into a thing where i'd try to combine different people who never play together or get people who love playing together or right know. man wow that's amazing and sean was sean doing the saturday night live gig already when oh yeah he started that in like 92 i think oh wow <laughs> all right yeah dude he's he's a kingpin of music in new york oh, <laughs> 
Asian fan I am. A really nice guy too. Incredibly beautiful human being. Anyways, great drummer, great look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, and then you go to uh, Brookwood, right? And for how long do you do that? Um, I think I did Rockwood from for about seven years, eight years, maybe. Oh wow! Yeah. Cool. And when and and Teddy, when do you get the when do you start playing with uh? I always forgot the name. That Joe's been touring all these all these past years. Joe Jackson. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> the boss. I'm who died sorry. in New England? Who died and made that guy boss? <laughs> 2015. By the way, I'm a fan, but you know, my memory. <laughs> memory is overrated, man. You know, Stravinsky said he's, he had a bad memory, and that's why he's so original because he can't remember anything. <laughs> so, when do you start playing with Joe? 2015. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Man, and, and since then, you guys have been traveling quite a bit. We did a lot of work since two, from 2015 to 2019. Wow. Uh, I think we did about, probably about 200 gigs, which isn't, you know, when you think about it in the span of four years, it's not a lot of, of work, actually. No, but so not. We'd, we'd go out for like six, seven weeks, come back for a few months, go out for six, seven weeks, but then... 2019, we were out for six months half the entire year. Yeah, yeah. And, and who, who's, in, who's in the band? Is it the same guys from the beginning? From when, when you started? Well, um, Graham maybe the bass player who played with Joe since 1979, was there. He's amazing and a total sweetheart. It seems like everybody who's amazing at their instrument is a pretty much a total sweetheart. Usually, yeah. Right. I don't really know that many people who are actually good, and uh, maybe there are. I don't know. I'd have to think hard about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and uh, the amazing Doug Yol on drums, who's yeah, like, Jersey he's guy, a, right? He is a Jersey guy. He's from Cliffside Park, and uh, he's a vortex of raw energy. <laughs> <laughs> he's been there since. Since, I mean, before you got there, or you started with you in 2015? No, he and I joined at the same time. Okay. okay. Right before us, it was uh, uh, Nate Smith. Oh, yeah, of course. Adam Rogers, um, Jesse Murphy, and uh, okay, um, Allison Cornell, and Sue Hijopoulos. Cool. So the band is a quartet. It's, it's Right, it's like is that a quartet? With us, it was a rock, yeah, quartet. With you guys, piece. yeah. Are you doing vocals, right? Background vocals. A lot of singing. Nice. You're on just you? No, we all sing. Oh, really? Every, everybody in the band sings. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. Hey, man, Doug has heard... the best voice out of all of us. Who? Doug has the best voice out of all of us. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and uh, what I was going to ask you, um, are there any upcoming gigs, hopefully after this pass? We didn't have any gigs booked this year. I think because the album that we made with Joe in uh, 2018, we, we made an album in, with Joe and put it out in 2019. So we were 
touring to support that record in 2019 for six months. And, uh, I think that was enough for us. Like, I think Joe decided like, okay, that's, that's good. We hit all the places we're going to hit. So, uh, Hey, Teddy, and you have done many sessions as well, right? For different artists. I do. I like playing on people's music, sure. Right, right, right. And, and you have worked with uh, Janet Jackson, right? I played on a remix for Janet Jackson with okay. Junior Vasquez. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. And you have your own studio at home, right? So people I do. I'm sitting in it right now. People just don't say. <laughs> hey, Teddy, <laughs> and, and uh, you teach? Do you teach? Do you like I teaching? do. I do, yeah. I love teaching. But uh, in a college or just in uh, privately? No, I just teach private. Okay. Online as well? I can do uh, the online teaching. I'm getting better at it. Okay. So anyone who's interested, just can you hit, hit you up? And... Of course. Oh, that's cool. That's good to know. They have to be a guitar player, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good drum teacher. <laughs> I have taught... I taught a couple of songwriters um, how to write good ch charts for musicians. Okay. I think that's like a, a good skill that people should have, especially songwriters who don't, you know, if a songwriter just plays guitar, they should be able to write a decent lead sheet for people to read, right? Right. <laughs> hey, Teddy, uh, what else I was going to ask you? Uh, what about your gear? Talk about your gear because people that that's something that people ask, ask you a lot. Uh, well, the producer, you, you know, who's the producer of the show, Teddy? The producer of the show, who Monica. Oh, hey, Monica. <laughs> And she's trying to tell me something. One second, let me see. Sure. Ask, oh, this, okay. ask him something. <laughs> I'm going to turn on the fancy lights in the back. How's that? Oh, nice. I like it. <laughs> Teddy, uh, talk about your gear, because I think that's something that really, I mean, I, I'm just talking now. I don't know. You, you, you correct me if I'm wrong. But that's one of your traits, and, and that's what, it's really your voice, right? When you mix your playing with the with all, the, all your pedals and in effects, that's something that you're really, really good at, right? At least people love you because of that. Well, I think gears are like, That's like a, you need gear to make sounds, right? Right, right, right. But uh, the sounds don't come from the gear, really. No, but you, you're very good at it, of, of making everything sounds cool. Thank you. I was going to play I mean, you some music. I mean, I'm not, it's, I mean, it's not just me. It's, it's what, what your fans always talk about. That's what everybody says, right? I'm going to plug in a guitar so I can show you, I can demonstrate something to you. Please, please. Hold on. Let me, let me try to answer some questions while you get ready. Uh, I want to say hello to Luis Amanti. I want to say hello to Mariana. Hugh Combero. Alvaro. Hey, Clark. Oh, there's a lot of people sending love, uh, Teddy. I'm back. All right. <laughs> hey, All right. Canon, Yo. Canon says, love your videos, Teddy. Who? Can, uh, his name is our uh, Canon Dan. Oh, Dan. He's my friend from Tampa. He loves your video. He loves your playing. Oh, thanks, man. 
Nelson. Hello, what's up, man? Spider. So check this out. Can you hear that? Yes. Is it loud enough? Play again. It could be a little bit louder if you want. Yeah. Oh, hold on, I'll make it louder. <laughs> All right. Short headphone cord. <laughs> so here's the basic sound, right? Tertullius. <laughs> That's your basic sound. There's a lot of things you can do with just that, right? Which are not about gear, they're just about hands. Right. You know, I'm just moving the whammy bar here. Little twinkling of the whammy bar. Um, but then you add a little spice from the gear, and you get stuff like this. Maybe this. Sounds great, Teddy. Hey, if you guys have any question for Teddy, please hit me up right now. Now's the time. <laughs> about his playing, about his equipment, whatever. Sounds so cool. my, my philosophy is, you know, get your hands together first. And um, figure out how to actually play your instrument. And then, you know, if you're uh, an effect-oriented mad scientist and you're hearing that as part of your sound, you know, you should probably investigate those things. But I don't, I don't think just playing around with effects for no reason is necessarily good. I mean, it's fun for me. He has work for you. Hey, uh, they're asking, Salah Raf is asking, uh, what are your, uh, your influences? My influences, um, George Carlin, the comedian, Oh, you mean musical influences? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can throw both. <laughs> I used to play along with George Carlin when I was a kid. I used to put his, his records on and, like, try to play accompaniments to his comedy. Okay. I always find that's really fun. Like, put on, a, put on a YouTube video of somebody like Jim Gaffigan or some funny, you know what I mean? Right. Try to play drums to it. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Hey, Teddy. Uh, ah, Yo. Rafael Valencia is in, is in the house. Rafael Valencia. Hey, Rafael. He's asking uh, what chorus you use. <laughs> the only good chorus is a dead chorus. <laughs> <laughs> Rafael asked that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I think that's a little joke between Rafael and I. <laughs> now my influences on guitar are like Adrian Ballou, Hendrix, Jeff Beck, Bill Frizzell, Schofield, um, James Brown, The Beatles, 
That's about it. That's enough. Cheers from Mexico. Miles Davis and Frank Zappa and Prince were all huge influence too. Hey, Mexico. Yeah. What's up, Genova upholstery? Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting mad at me because I'm not translating anything in Spanish, but I'll, I mean, I'm working. Well, they should be getting mad at me. I should, my Spanish should be better. <laughs> you know, I only know a couple of things in Spanish, and which is lame because, uh-oh, no, I'm not talking about Randall. Um, it's, I lived in Miami for like five years. I should know a lot more Spanish, but I never took any Spanish classes, you know? But I, I had a couple of Cuban girlfriends, though. They taught me some terrible things. Have you have you toured in, in South America? No. Mostly I've Europe. been to I've been to Brazil on vacation, that's it. They're saying hello from Holland. Hello from Holland. Holland. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Holland. <laughs> we always laugh when we hang out. Oh yeah. Hey Teddy, so uh, uh, what guitar you're with? A uh, Supra, right? Is it Supra? I play Supra guitars and John Page guitars and Fret King guitars. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, I, I have a lot of guitars in my collection. Right. Um, but those are the ones I use on the road. Well, usually when when you go to Nam, which company are you representing when you go to Nam? Usually, I worked for Supra for three years, I think. And uh, now when I go, I just go to, as a person. Okay. Yeah. Right. But I, I have a lot of friends there, and if they need help, I help them. Right, right, right. Yeah. Teddy, could, could you just play something for us, please? Sure. Let's see. I'll use this sound. You mean do a looping, a live looping uh, yeah. experiment? I don't. I have a loop. I have a loop here, but I got to set it up. I'm not prepared to do that. Like, I would take me about it's one okay. minute to plug it in. Well, yeah, we have time. If you don't mind. We. What do all twelve people who are watching think? I'll talk to them. Do you guys want me to do that? Oh, take class eighty-eight says yes. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> all right. 
<risa> Mi gente, estamos aquí con Terry Compel. Rafa, abrazo, Rafael Valencia, abrazo. Amazing Basler, Javier Novaes, abrazo para, para toda la familia de París, Francia. Mire, pues estamos aquí con este gran guitarrista de Nueva York, Terry Compel, que tiene un sonido muy particular, muy original con todo lo que hace con los pedales y los efectos. ¿Y estamos hablando de eso? Ahora nos va a demostrar la onda que él hace de los loops con los efectos y la guitarra y todo eso. Seri. I forgot all the Joe Jackson songs. I don't know any of those anymore. <laughs> no, that's come, that, that comes later. <laughs> <laughs> so, here, let me show you this setup. Please. It is uh, slightly interesting. So I have a Line 6 HX effects. That's this big thing with all the lights. That has a whole bunch of different sounds in it. And the patch I have up right now just has sort of a the echo that you just heard and a long reverb and some other pitch thing. And uh, that thing in the middle of the Grizzly bass, that's a distortion pedal that kind of sounds like a, a good cranked amp. And then I got a fuzz box here. That's my toes. And uh, this is a volume pedal. And then this thing over here is a, um, that's the thing I had to set up. That is a Disaster Area DM6. It's a MIDI controller that uh, I use to control the looper inside the HX effects. So that's what I'll be using to make the loop. So just to give you guys an example. Um, let's see. I can do this with one hand while I'm holding my iPad. All right, I can stop, start, go half time, reverse. A lot of cool stuff you can do with that. Just a very simple looper. It's not, you can't do multi tracks like I do with Lupistra. For that, you need something like that thing. <laughs> that has three tracks and you can turn them on and off. Um, I don't have a setup where I can like have you watch my feet while I'm doing this, so you're gonna have to bear with me. Well, yeah, we'll listen to that at least. <laughs> this is difficult. Hold on. The real world. We spare no expense here on Tertulias. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tim, it's sponsored by... Oh! Yes! <laughs> wow! That's my first sponsor. <laughs> nice. I think this is backwards. No, no, I can see, I can see you okay. Yeah, but do I look like a lefty guitar player? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. How do you make it not do that? I don't, I mean, that, that's the way it is. Because that's just how you just have to accept it? You just have to go, that's how Instagram is? Okay. And you're hearing the sound through this tiny little mic on my headphones. Not the greatest sound. But I'll do something. Let's see what I can do. All right. 
Get ready, people, for Mr. Teddy Compo. We're getting here, <laughs> man.
Yeah, Teddy. <laughs> Play some fast diminished stuff. Oh, that's my friend Matt saying that. <laughs> no, Matt. <laughs> Teddy. Put down the crack pipe. <laughs> that's amazing, man. Oh, thank you, man. Wow. Fast diminished stuff. Okay, fine. <laughs> there you go. Teddy. Thank you very much, man. And we really appreciate it here. The, the audience, they're, they're having a blast. Oh, good. Wow. It's always fun hanging out with you, Nomar. Oh, man, my pleasure. My pleasure. The only bummer is that we can't play together. I know. We will. Maybe some gene, whoever figures that out is going to be uh, penniless like all, we, all of us are. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we'll be able to play together. <laughs> Teddy. Yes, sir. Unfortunately, we only have one hour on Instagram for this. Like, oh, it's going to end soon. Yeah. Man, but it's been a pleasure. Everybody loves you. We appreciate you. You're a master of musician. And, you know, it's just wow. a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you, brother. You to too. End, to end, could you yes, give sir. advice to the next generation, to, you know, to the youth? They want to become a musician. They like music. They don't know what to do. Just an advice from Teddy Compo. You mean to be a musician in the world? Yeah, you know, to the young guys, young generation, and they want to become a musician, they don't know what to do, or they're scared to get into the music, or, you know, just to the young people, an advice. Well, I mean, the world kind of changed like a month ago, so I don't know if anybody really knows what the answer to that is. Um, I mean, I'm asking my young friends for advice on how to make better videos. I think they have a lot together with this modern technology. Modern technology, no more, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> The young people got a lot more together than we do with that stuff. It's like, you know, I mean, I grew up, you know, just with nothing to do except play guitar. And now they have a million things to do and they're good at all of them. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I'm going to ask them for advice. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. Because going forward from here, we're going to have to know a lot of tech. We're going to have to get our tech stuff together. And, you know. I think who better to ask than a 13 or 14 year old? That's right. <laughs> but you still encourage them to keep doing what they love, right? Of course. You have to do what you love, especially now. Right. You can't go anywhere. Doug Womble's crying. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's laughing. He's crying, laughing. He's laughing from, he's crying from laughing. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Oh, friend. yes. Send, send him my way. <laughs> Regards from Madrid. Abrazo para Madrid. Oh, wow. Well, Teddy, thank you again. Nice talking to you, Nomar. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, please, it's been a blast. I wish I'm, next time we're going to do two hours, but you know. I know, right? Teddy, thank you, okay? See you soon. Peace, brother. All the best. Thanks so much. That was Mr. Teddy Compel. What a guy. What an amazing guitar player. I mean, just an amazing guy. Uh, tomorrow, mañana, tenemos otro gran invitado, un, un señor baterista de Puerto Rico, Mr. Henry Cole. Uh, Henry Cole es miembro del Miguel Senón Quartet. Ha tocado con Gary Burton, Quincy Jones. Just an amazing drummer. Mañana en español, for my Spanish speakers, I know they've been complaining, I'm sorry, 
but I know you've been enjoying the English, uh, uh, the English uh, speaking guest as well, because I mean, you're showing the love. But uh, I know a lot of people from Mexico, from Spain, from Uruguay, Argentina. Muchos saludos, muchos abrazos para todos, se les quiere. Thank you. You've been supporting the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Teddy. You're amazing. What a what a musician. What a what an amazing guy. Uh, you know, we really appreciate it, Teddy Compo. Thank you again. Uh, muchos saludos para todos. Rafael Valencia. Abrazo para Rafa Sala. Teclas. No more, un placer saludarte por acá, bro. Que musicazo. Gracias, Marcel. Abrazos. Esta noche, you know what, tonight, esta noche, voy a hacer otro live, pero yo voy a estar ahí solito, tranquilito, hablando con ustedes, contestando preguntas, así que hoy como a las 8 de la noche, vamos a estar aquí por, por, por las tertulias, pero I'm gonna, it's going to be be my myself, ok? Thank you, Genova. Wow, this overwhelming. Mañana, esta noche estoy yo, esta noche estoy yo, hablando con ustedes, una tertulia aquí íntima, interactuar nosotros tranquilitos. Mañana lunes, Master Drummer Henry Cole. Lunes a las 8 de la noche. Estamos gozando. Nos vemos mañana. Mentira, nos vemos esta noche. Por favor de Dios. Así que tranquilito, happy Sunday. Tranquilito, comidita, ejercicio, librito. Ya tú sabes. Estamos gozando.